0: Welcome to The Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness.
1: So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I'm
2: trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was a change! we need to pay the Innocence, once lost, can never be regained darkness once gazed upon can never be lost All things truly wicked start from innocence
1: because I want to see you see me smash it up come and play what I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick this is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene and that's to thrive thrive to be the best in the world.
0: With your hosts, Sandro LaTelpa, and Ashley Richardson.
1: Well, so well, you. I knew we'd tear the fucking roof off. <laughs>
0: And welcome everybody to a new episode of The Whole Indie Show. As ever, this is Ashley. And uh, in case you're wanting anything to do with Global Force Wrestling, yeah, you know, regarding the TV tapings that happened this past week, well, my message is fuck Global Force Wrestling. Because given that it's now come out that they're doing some sort of weird hostile takeover shit with TNA, they are dead to me. Because there's no need to associate yourself with them, unless of course the actual TV deal that they're actually doing is all this crap that TNA is going to get ditched and GFW, because basically GFW is TNA, which isn't really helping the matter, so we're not covering them anymore, because I protest. Sorry Sandro in case you were looking forward I don't think you were even looking forward to it anyway
3: <laughs> Yeah I'm here. here Thanks for asking uh, First off those TV tapings that they recorded uh, On the weekend were Not really impressed And yeah I I said it on the SNS Facebook page TNA is basically going to turn into Global Force Wrestling So uh, yeah that's, that's about it I Hopefully they'll <laughs> Uh, change some of their behind-the-scenes things, and they won't be in tr- any more problems. But uh, you never know. And uh, I know there's one talent that debuted on the tapings this past week, which uh, kind of surprised. But that's his decision. Decision. And I guess they were technically a
0: couple. I guess they were technically a couple because yeah. You know. This is spoilers, but this is probably for stuff which is going to air in 17 years because of the way it's going on TNA. Uh, The the new TNA tag champs are Andrew Everett and Trevor Lee. Mm. Which I guess technically they're GFW, but whatever. But yeah, on one of the explosion tapings, it was Crazy Steve taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Well, it happened. yeah, that's, I don't know what's going on, I don't think anybody does, don't think anybody wants to, I mean when you've got a storyline with Eric Young now has the right to, uh, now has legal possession of Chris Melendez's leg that he lost, his prosthetic leg, it's like, wow, this was bad taste when it happened in WWE 12 years ago. Nothing has changed. <clears throat> and that's why Jeff Jarrett is an idiot. You know, it started so good with the whole Wrestle Kingdom stuff, and then New Japan World happened, so then we didn't really need the Wrestle Kingdom stuff. Uh, well, good old Jeff Jarrett beating a dead horse.
3: Well, I didn't want to cover them in the beginning, so I mean...
0: No. I wanted to cover it because I thought it was actually going to be a separate promotion. Then the whole anniversary thing happened and it was like, oh, this is looking bad. And then, the t- and then the spoilers happened in the TV tapings and it's like, Global Force is supposed to be the bad guys? They're neither. They're not good guys nor bad guys. They're ambivalent. Anyway, enough of them because screw them, let's get into important stuff, or more important stuff anyway, so uh, Shikara this past Wednesday debuted their journey into Shikara show, and there were a few technical issues with it, which may explain why they replayed it a few minutes after it finished, so it actually was streaming in a proper condition, but uh, overall, the concept of the show is it, it ran for about 45 minutes and quite a few people would have, uh, from what I can tell, would have liked it to be a little bit longer, perhaps an hour. And it comprised of a few matches. There was a sort of unofficial promo bit with uh, Oleg, the Usurper, involved there was uh, a sort of trivia question thing where I guess they're dishing out prizes via Twitter using hashtags and whatever. And also, uh, Bryce is there with, I guess, the King of Trios report, which we got some news from, but uh, from by the looks of it, the way they're doing it is they're going to be doing it. The first airing is going to be uh Wednesdays at 7 Eastern, but then it's going to be replayed, all I've seen is Saturday morning. So I don't know when exactly, but it's sole. the thing is they say watch it live on Chikaratopia. It Shikarotopia's live airing is an embedded YouTube link. So basically you might as well just watch it on YouTube. But they had, like, adverts for products and whatever in it. Yeah, Gervais saying promotional consideration paid for by the following. There, By the looks of it, every show is going to have a Shikara Botchamania moment from Matthew himself. I think it's one that's been on previously. But uh, it's nice to see that anyway. And, uh, yeah, in terms of the news that they announced... Uh, they, en- they sort of did an exclusive announcement for another team for King of Trio. So, added this week to the eleven that we already have are the Battle Hive of Amasis, Fire Ant, and Workram, uh The Nightmare Warriors of Hallowicked, Frightmare, and Silver Ant. And then, as announced on the Journey into Shikara show, it'll be the Arcane Horde of Oberian, Kodama, and Oleg the Usurper. Which does mean... There is no Ultramantis Black in it this year, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I think we've there's so yeah, we've still got. Which of the teams have we got left that hasn't been announced in terms of uh, Challenge of the Immortals? I'm trying to go through the list.
3: Yeah, you're asking the wrong person.
0: What's <laughs> top of my head? Either way, we've got nine of the ten so far are Challenger of the Immortals. So we've still got one left. But then you've still got six slots left. I mean, four, five of them are taken up by BWO, Attack, Fight Club Pro, AAA, and Bullet Club. So there's still one crazy team that could be in this event. We don't know what it is or who it would be. I'm guessing it could be a big name. But it may not be, who knows? Hopefully it'll be I'm wondering if it will be announced by next week or whether they're just gonna announce uh one of the teams for King of Trios now every week as part of this show. But overall the show was pretty good, bar the few technical issues at the start. One thing I did like is uh when things queued in, like when they came back from sort of commercial break in the middle of it, you sort of mock heard like the producer go, coming back in three, two, and it's, you can clearly sort of, you can sort of tell that it isn't live, live. It's, it's being broadcast live, but it's pre-recorded sort of, uh, commentary and, uh, pre-recorded segments just compiled together as if it's a live show but it's a nice presentation and I don't know if it's going to be archived on YouTube itself or just on Chikaratopia but it was nice it was there I will say so uh, overall I was impressed I don't know I don't even know if it's on archive I'll have to check
3: no, it's not on their uh, YouTube page. It's gone. It's gone. <clears throat> yeah, I only saw a minute of it, and then I turned it off. And uh, they were just showing the match. And uh, judging from what I saw, it looked like an extended version of the uh, podcast of GoGo. At least that's what I saw.
0: Yeah, it's sort of a mix of it's sort of a mix of everything. I think because obviously you had the. The trio, the King of Trios report, sort of in it, as in the weekly update sort of thing. And then you also have the top. They had the top five moons of Oleg. So it sort of is at the what they put up on a weekly basis combined. Except there's no Thursdays on the throne or any Kevin Condren video.
3: Seems kind of pointless, doesn't it? I mean, you already have it on your YouTube channel. Why are you gonna combine it to one
0: video file? Well, keep in mind, Podcaster Go Go is going on hiatus for a bit. Oh, I didn't know that. That, that's, I because they've said you know it's taking a break, but in its place is Journey into Shikara.
3: Okay, what? Have they like caught up with like some of the recent
0: shows? That was the other big thing, which I don't want to get to until. Uh, later, but they now have a scorecard. We now know what actually the hell is going on in Challenge of the Immortals. <laughs> we now have standings. It's like what?
3: <laughs> and it took them this long to actually put it up. Yeah. Wow.
0: For what? Four months.
3: I guess somebody probably realized, oh shit, we should probably make a, a point bracket for this.
0: <laughs> they sort of posted it up. Um, they posted a, a, a board up on Chikara's Facebook page before the weekend started, and quite a few people were going, finally, we actually know how what, what everything is happening in all this. And they've now got a graphic as part of the show itself. So, uh, yeah, phew. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll get to that um, later because I, I, you know, again, I don't know which matches are challenge of the immortal because it doesn't say on their, it doesn't say on their page. Because practically half of them could and couldn't be. It's like very confusing.
3: Yeah, they, they have to fix that.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So, um next we go to PWG. Uh tickets have probably already sold out by now for Bowler. But uh it is interesting to see the price of them because Bowler is upping the ante because general admission for each show is now $55 and front row tickets are 70. Well, Which I sort it sort of makes sense because it's the, you know, their big sort of event of the year, arguably, but yeah. quite a few people have responded to it by saying, well, I'm not going to be able to afford to go this time.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the biggest uh, weekend for PWG and I mean, you have to expect it. And, you know, plus that's going to be near uh, a Labor Day weekend, so. They have to jack up the prices for something big as BOLA. I mean, it's ha- it has happened before in the last couple of years, so people shouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's the same thing with like uh, King of Trios, or you know, uh, WrestleMania weekend. You know, for the for the for the indie, for the
0: indie promotions. Yeah, but they have announced uh, two matches for the uh, the event uh, on night one. Uh, the team of Tommy End, Marty Scrooge, and Zack Sabre Jr. will take on uh, Mount Rushmore of Roderick Strong and the Young Bucks. And then on night two, history is coming. Because it'll be Andrew Everett, Trevor Lee, and Biff Busick taking on Mount Rushmore of the Young Bucks and Super Dragon in the first ever six-man Guerrilla warfare match. That might be. This is more reasoning why the money is where it is because a lot of people would like to probably spend fifty-five or seventy dollars just to see Biff and Super Dragon go one-on-one.
3: I think uh, this is somewhat of a, like a a preview before they actually do that eventual one-on-one match whenever that's going to be it could happen uh, in the last night of bola they could save it for the last show of the year who knows but i guess it'll all depend on uh how they'll interact in the ring and as well hopefully super dragon doesn't hurt himself and he'll make it till the end of the year then i think they'll probably they'll probably do it eventually but uh, a six-man Guerrilla Warfare, I mean, it's going to be nuts, that that match in particular. But uh, I'm definitely excited.
0: Uh, some news from Evolve as well. They've sort of started uh, filling out the card for their uh, New York shows in a couple of weeks. Uh, 47, which is August the 15th in Queens. Uh we'll be having an Anything Goes match with Johnny Gugano and Evan Page. Uh Rich Swan and Drew Gulak in action. Uh Chris Hero versus Mike Bailey, Trent Beretta versus Ray Horace, uh Biff Busick versus Tracy Williams, uh, as well as the Evolve Championship match with Timothy Thatcher defending End Zach Sabre Jr. Uh for Evolve 48, it gets a bit more interesting because uh Apparently Timothy Thatcher is facing Biff Busick in a no holds barred match, but it is non-title. Which is a shame because Biff was supposed to get the title shot, wasn't he? Uh yeah, Against I believe so. Drew Galloway. So that's a bit. Mm.
3: Yeah, I think that, that was judging by their, <clears throat> uh, you know, rankings or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, that that stuff. That yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also going to be a match between Hero and Zack Sabre Jr., Ethan Page versus Rich Swan, a tag team match with Mike Bailey and Ray Horace taking on Tracy Williams and Drew Gulak. And then the challenge match, uh, Johnny Gugano versus Ethan Page's mystery opponent. And if you've seen the video off our social media and everything, Page is clearly stressing that it's somebody from the past. Which makes me think of possibly two people. One is Ricochet, but two, and possibly the more likely, depending on his schedule, possibly Tazawa. Um,
3: is this for the uh, New York shows or
0: future shows? Yeah, this is for the sh- this is for the show at the Sportatorium. In Deer Park.
3: No, I'm pretty sure uh, Tozawa won't be in the United States, because I think they're still. I think they're gonna be uh, running shows around that time, during Japan, actually.
0: Um, it says somebody from his past, and I just thought, if you think of when Gagano had that belt, Ricochet he was in a pretty hefty feud with, as with what he was with Tazawa.
3: Yeah, it could be Ricochet. Uh, it could also be Chuck Taylor. You know they still, they have history together as well. Uh, that there's a few possibilities, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to find out. And uh, just looking at the uh, at the calendar for Dragon in Japan, uh, yeah, they're going to be busy. That same night, uh, I believe a paper that night. So, well,
0: I guess yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Right, so uh, that's all from me. Have you got a few bits of news, Andrew?
3: Uh, Unfortunately, there isn't any news, but there is a bit of uh, international news, and Ah. uh, it does relate to Dragon Gate Japan. Uh, Can you imagine this scenario? You're leaving the show. You have everything with you in the car, driving off. And then all of a sudden, you're in your destination. You the something is missing. Can you imagine a championship belt being
0: missing? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. <laughs>
3: Well, unfortunately, the Open the DreamGate title was lost on the 21st. Blimey. (laughs) Apparently, the story, and of course, this is from the IRDG website. Uh reading here, the title belts are stored in a in a case, obviously for safekeeping. Uh they were loaded onto a ring truck after the uh, anniversary show in Kobe. Uh the truck was then traveled to the uh headquarters office building and then around two AM uh the truck uh departed from the dojo, which is about, about uh ten kilometers from the office building. While well, stopped at a traffic light about two kilometers from the office, the driver of another car, the drivers that the back doors were opened, the cases for the, the and I guess the brigade titles were found to be uh, and were. Were wow. and a frantic search on the road ensued. The Brave Gate title was found by a nearby uh, telephone pole. Uh, the belt was safe and sound inside the case. However, the Dreamgate case was found in a garbage uh, next to a nearby apartment building, but the belt was not inside. The, the current Dreamgate champion, Masato Yoshino, was contacted by telephone uh, informed him about the situation. The, I guess he also took part in the search. So after some searches, coming very cold, uh, a report was filed by the local police. Uh, there were security cameras around the apartment buildings that that could be useful, and police are in progress to finding uh, the, uh, the the records. Uh, the belt is being valued at 2 million yen, which is about $20,000 American. Uh, there are uh, there is plans to have a Dreamgate title defense on the pay per view that we just mentioned, which is August 16th in uh, Oda. And an order has been placed. Uh, with an uh, American base belt manufacturer for a replacement at the time. Uh, there are concerns that the title will not make it on time by the pay per view. Uh, Yoshino is taking this news very hard and apologized uh, to the fans for his upcoming uh, appearances without the title. Uh, he hopes the fans will cheer him as loudly as they do despite uh, this whole situation. Uh, President Takashi Okamura has placed. Uh, finding Zemisin Belt as the number one priority right now. So, I mean, what a r- very bad situation here. Crazy. Yeah, it's really, really The one thing that really bothered me about this whole thing is, like, why doesn't uh, Yoshino, why doesn't he take the belt? I mean, it's pretty much common knowledge that whoever's holding the world title has it with them at all times. I mean, I've never heard of this before, so this is definitely a first in wrestling, as far as I know. Uh, as of now, I haven't heard anything, any updates about it. All I've heard about it was the they're looking for a, re- a replacement at the moment, and they'll use that for the time being. But, uh, yeah, a very bad situation for, for everybody.
0: That's pretty damn crazy.
3: Yeah, and I'm looking at the uh, IRDG uh, Twitter, which is the best source for anything drank in Japan, and unfortunately there is no updates as of
0: recording. Hopefully they find that blimey. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So, on that sort of sad note. (laughs) Let's get into uh, the start of the results. So, Actually, no, there is a little bit of news, but it sort of pertains from results and whatever, uh, which is New Japan stuff. Uh, Basically, they've started announcing some additions to the final few shows of the G1 Climax. Uh, In terms of on the... First two shows, there are some pretty tasty matches signed up. Mainly the one being the Bullet Club of uh, the Young Bucks and Cody Hall. Taking on, I guess you could call them Team Ring of Honor. Comprising of Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Michael Elgin. That should be a pretty nice one. And then, I guess you got the Bullet Club taking on Team New Japan. Well, Team Ring of Honor New Japan with AJ Gallows, Farley, Tonga, and Hall versus Yanu, Sakuraba, Yoshihashi, and the Kingdom of Taven and Bennett. But then for the actual final day of the event itself, uh, along with the G1 Climax final itself, uh, Bushi will be making his return. Uh, after being out for, I'd say, since about February, I think, apparently he suffered an acute epidural hematoma, spinal cord concussion, uh, with the a fracture in the 12th thoracic vertebra, which is Lined in but the past six months. He'll be teaming with uh, Ryosuke Takuchi and Mascara Dorada to take on uh, Tiger Mask, Yohei Kamatsu, and Tanaka. Uh, The Young Bucks will be defending their IWGP Junior tag belts against Red Dragon. And Kushida will be taking on Ricochet defending the IWGP Junior heavyweight uh, title. Uh, A rematch from the Best of the Best, or Best of the Super Junior, sorry, uh, 2014 event from just over a year ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: so that, that I think that news just uh, came out sort of during the the first day or so but uh I didn't get it until uh this week so uh there you go anyway yeah uh, so in terms of uh the G1 Climax so far uh on day two we had the start of block B which saw uh, wins for Ishii over Kojima, uh, Goto over Yujiro, Nagata over Homma, Okada over Elgin, and Anderson beating Nakamura. In somewhat of an upset, arguably. Uh, day three saw uh, block A with Abushi uh, beating Gallows. Uh, Fale beat uh, Togi Makabe, AJ Styles beat Toriyano in a match that went 10 minutes, my god, because Toriyano matches never normally go that long, Uh, Chibata beat Tetsuya Naito, and Hiroshi Tanahashi beat uh, Tenzan, then day four, back to block B, We had Ishii beat Yajiro, Kojima beat Elgin, uh, Anderson beat Goto, uh, Nakamura beating Nagata, and Okada beating Honma. But uh, something clearly happened this past Saturday because uh, the following day, it was announced that Nakamura would miss the show due to a left elbow injury, but was expected to be competing at the next show. So they obviously changed, they changed the card accordingly for Day 5, which was only on the undercard because he wasn't scheduled to be in tournament action until Day 6. So on Day 5, we stick with Block A. Uh, we had Farley beat Gallows. Uh, Yano beat Tenzan. Uh, Chibata beat Togi Makabe. Kota Ibushi beat AJ Styles. And then Naito beat Tanahashi with a standing sea fire. He stood over Tanahashi, uh, apparently following the win, and set, kept talking about Los go What? You know Spanish. <laughs> Los Ingo- Ingo- Ingobernables. Is it? It's just a made-up word. <laughs> oh, it's a it's made-up word.
3: Uh, basically, it's like, um, you can't tell us what to do, we do what we want. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, Naito claimed he's uncontrollable, no one can stop him, not even the ace of New Japan. Although, if you look at his ring attire, I swear he is the Silver Skull from Ashen's. Because I think that's what the... Ble- I think what it is, he went to a mask shop and got the Silver Skull mask and bought it. Because that's what Naito is wearing.
3: Well, uh, the stable, Los Ingobernables... Ugh, that terrible, made of word. Uh... You know, that's their gimmick. They they do what they want when they want, and they wear the all-black suits with the silver skull mask when they come out. That's pretty much their gimmick.
0: Still love the fact that, you know, Japanese wrestling is giving uh, some English YouTuber a lot of attention. Seriously, that character needs to come back just because of that. (laughs) Uh, So then we move to day six. And complications, because Nakamura still hasn't recovered from his injury. Therefore, by default, I guess, Elgin wins his match. Uh, But obviously because of Nakamura missing. However, Nakamura is expected to return back to the competition with his next scheduled G1 match. Uh, being this Friday, which we'll prove you later, taking on Hira Iji. So the other four matches that happened in Block B, uh, we had yujiro beat Nagata, uh, Goto beat Honma, Ishi victorious over Anderson, and uh, Okada beat uh, Kojima. And then Day 7... Few more announcements here, uh, other than being Nakamura being off, but that was scheduled anyway because it was un- only undercard stuff. Uh, but they also announced that Power Struggle would be on November the seventh in Osaka, uh, with the Road to Power Struggle tour thing starting off on October the twenty-third and going through to November fourth across various places. So here uh, with Block A, uh, Gallows beat Torriano, mainly thanks to the Bullet Club getting involved com- pretty much completely, because y- Gallows hit the Magic Killer with Carl Anderson to give uh, Gallows the win. Uh, Macabe beat Tenzan. Uh, Chibata beat Kota Uh Fale beat Tanahashi. And then Naito beat AJ with a standing seafire, which he's calling the Destino. Uh, afterwards, he attacked the referee and once again spoke in Spanish, saying, You know, I am the Silver Skull. <laughs> So, as it currently stands, uh, with four matches from Block A and three matches from Block B, uh, Block A, uh, Naito, Fale and Chibata are all on six points. Styles, Tanahashi, Ibushi and Makabe are on four points and on two points each are Tenzan, Gallows and Yano. And in Block B... We have uh Okada and Ishii leading the way on six points, uh Anderson and Goto on four points, Nakamura, Kojima, Nagata, takaha uh Yijiro and Elgin on two points and Tomuraki Homma, I think like last year is still on no points. Is this guy ever gonna win a G1 man? <laughs>
3: Uh, I think he'll, he'll probably still be going on a losing streak, but I think uh, hopefully before the the tournament is over, he'll get at least one win. He'll probably get at the final show.
0: Well, as it stands, I think, what is it? I guess 17 matches in a row now that he's lost. Because mm. he lost all 14 last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... I will say,
3: um, I haven't been. I haven't watched any of the matches, unfortunately, but I did saw a couple of the gifts, and I I got to say, uh, I think Naito has been uh, has been doing pretty good, and I think his recent trip to Mexico has done him um, very good. He's he's got some uh, personality uh, since he was being paired with the uh, Ingobernables, the stable over there, and you know, despite Naito looking like Looking like uh, Wayne Gar from Wayne's World, which is hilarious. I'm, I keep seeing those memes. Uh, I, I've enjoyed his not-giving-a-fuck attitude. And I was really surprised to see him beat up Red Shoes at, after his match with AJ. I was just, I was just really surprised.
0: I'm, I, I must say, it's good to see him getting over with the fans. Even though it's sort of in the opposite way as a heel. Considering, you know, how the fans seemingly didn't care for him the last couple of years. And now that they're, uh, now that they're on, well, I say on top, but, uh, they are, uh, they're sort of, uh, they're not behind him behind, you know, because they're, they don't support him. But I guess they're interested in his character, which is good to see.
3: Uh, hopefully uh, Nakamura is not. The injury isn't really bad. Uh, I don't. I hope he'll be. He'll make at some point before the tournament is over. Because if he's hurt and he's up for a couple of months, that's the, the whole booking of the window, and that's definitely going to hurt the uh, the Ring of Honor shows uh, after that. So,
0: Hmm. I mean, just looking, he probably sustained the injury, what was it, Saturday, and then he isn't competing again until, uh, well, he isn't competing again until Friday, so it, it, he's given it a week to heal. So I guess there's opportunities there. I have to see. You know, hopefully he does make it back.
3: Well, you know,
0: otherwise, you know, the whole idea of breaking up the card so nobody gets injured just got screwed.
3: Well, you know, he's definitely one of the heavy favorites to win this whole thing, and it'll be very unfortunate that he won't be able to to complete the whole tournament. I mean, I don't even think he can even make it to the finals at this point, even if he was able to be cleared.
0: Mm. Um, it uh, depends how the, the card goes really. Mm-hmm. Cuz he's still he's still only on he's still only on two points. And keep in mind that uh even in block A, everybody's lost at least one match. And uh, nobody is on a perfect record. Uh, they're, you know, and uh, the only reason you haven't had that in Block B yet is because, uh, possibly, because you've only had three matches rather than Block A's four. And to be honest, Ishii would have been up there as a contender for Block B anyway with Okada. So there's a possibility of Nakamura coming back. Because I don't see anybody going through Perfect. In either of the well obviously you can't have it in blockade but I don't see anybody going through and winning all their matches that would be sort of a miracle but uh yeah looking interesting there certainly uh next for the results uh we go to CWF mid-atlantics no excuses uh from this Saturday just gone The show opened with a Triple Fet tag team match with Aaron Biggs and the rising Generation League champion, uh, Jesse Adler, beating Michael McAllister and Sis and the other team of Nick Richards and Eric Andrews. With thanks from uh, assistance from the Kamikaze Kid, Coach Gemini and Chappie, uh, Roy Wilkins beat Andrew Everett to advance in the Johnny Weaver Memorial Cup tournament. Uh, Smith Garrett then gave a tearful speech in the ring, announcing that he'd been diagnosed with a severe concussion and announced that the future of his in-ring career is in jeopardy and that he uh, vowed to update everyone again soon on his prognosis after meeting with some doctors. So hopefully all is well there, or it's a shoot, I don't know. Either way, you know. Hope everything goes well. Uh, Chet Sterling beat Elijah Evans the fourth, and Brad Attitude beat Ethan Case in uh torment action. And also Lee Valiant beat Eric Royal. Uh Valiant winning after Nick Richards of the riot uh KO'd Royal with a piece of the turnbuckle that he'd broken off the same way that he attacked Brandon Day at their last show a few weeks back. Then we had uh, Brandon Day destroying Ethan Alexander Sharp then called out Nick Richards. The They two brawled over the int all over the building until Eric Grohl re-emerged and ran Richards off. Then Trevor Lee issued an open challenge but it was answered by both the Dawson brothers, Zane and Dave Dawson, who wanted not just any old match but a Mid Atlantic Tag Team Title match. Uh, so uh, it was Trevor Lee and Chet Sterling versus the Dawson brothers, and it went to double count out because there was a giant, massive brawl. So after the bout, Coach Gemini challenged the champions on behalf of his All Star on, on behalf of his All Stars, only to be interrupted by Elijah Evans the fourth and even case who insisted that they be granted the next title shot. Then Andrew Everett and Brad Attitude joined the crew in the ring and issued an challenge for an impromptu all-star eight-man tag belt, which uh, saw Chet Sterling, Trevelyan, Andrew Everett and Brad Attitude beat even case, uh, Elijah Evans the fourth, Roy Wilkins and Kamikaze Kid in what's said to be a pretty strong uh, eight-man tag. Uh, That means that uh, they have the final eight for the quarterfinals of the Johnny Weaver Tournament, uh, comprising of Marcellus King, Darius Lockhart, Aaron Biggs, Jesse Adler, Rui Wilkins, Chet Sterling, Brad Attitude, and Lee Valiant. The quarterfinals begin next week, then continue on on August 22nd, and then the finals on August 29th. So pretty much a busy August for CWF there uh, now we come to Shine 28 in Ebor uh, City as it always is uh, the show opened with Malaya Hasaka beating La Rosa Negra of a Widow's Peak Facebuster. buster uh, Malaya called out uh, Leovon Von Dutch post match uh, Amanda Rodriguez beat Renee Michelle with a handful of tights and using the ropes Uh, Tracy Taylor beat Sue Young via countout after Sue Young got sprayed in the face with Black Mist and apparently sold it like death. Uh, Then uh, Lever Bates beat Amber Gallows in a match that saw Mia Yim run April Hunter away from ringside, which allowed Lever to get the win. Uh, Vanessa Craven beat Jessica Havoc with a Sunset Bomb. Then Alison K beat Mia Yim with a Discus Lariat, but afterwards uh, Mia shoved Lever away, who inadvertently cost her the match when fighting off interference from April Hunter. So apparently, uh, yeah, the tag team is done. Yeah which sort of wasn't a surprise because of everything that's going on. Uh, the tag team title match between the Kimber Bombs and, uh, I guess, Valifornia of Andrea and Marty Bell ended in no contest because Daphne came out with two women who, and they attacked both teams and announced the formation of a new faction named the Iron Maiden. Because, yeah... Shine really needs more heel tag teams. Not. Bloody hell. Who's booking this? And then for the Shine title, Santana Garrett beats Eva Ivelisse to retain when the referee stops the match, deeming Eva unfit... deeming her unfit to continue. And sort of understandably... Evalees refuses Santana's post-match handshake because uh, I guess she felt that she was fit and uh, ready to continue. So clearly, there's a story still going on there, but I don't know. You know why we need another heel tag team in this company? I have no bloody clue. Yeah, it's
3: a, it's a bit random what they're doing, but. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm still fine with uh, Santana. Do, e-
0: Do we know who's part of Iron Maiden?
3: I've seen the photos and I have no clue who they are. That's a positive area. I'm guessing they're probably locals. That's, that's probably my only explanation. So uh, I don't know if they'll if it was worth doing this or not, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad that Santana's still a champion. Um, I think it's already confirmed at the next show that uh, she's taking uh, Alison Kay for the title.
0: Which they sort of teased at 27. Yeah. So... Like, you're teasing everything, you know, two months away. New champion. saying it right now. It probably means Vanessa Craven is going to be challenging her in October. Because of reasons. I'd love it to be Lever, but, you know, clearly they have no confidence in Lever.
3: And uh, speaking of Allison Kaye, because I forgot to mention this. Oh,
0: pinkies up, people. Of
3: course, Battle of the Sexes is coming up next month as part of the
0: uh, uh, Wrestling Geek Convention. And they added one match. Is it another awkward relationship, boy, or not? Uh, I'm pretty
3: sure it's not a relationship, but it's uh, it's awkward, uh, at least for me, because uh, Allison Kay is going to be taking on Ethan Page. Oh! And I'm so torn, I don't know who I should cheer for.
0: <laughs> Damn, oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's pretty tasty. My what wa- they uh, have that that card is suddenly becoming very uh, very interesting.
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh, they also added uh, Athena, but she's taken on a mystery opponent.
0: Um, just for the heck of it I want to say Nick Gage but it won't be <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs>
3: yeah. no they'll probably put in uh, what's his name uh, Jerry all caps
0: yeah all caps uh, so just trying to look at the time uh, yeah I think we'll fit these in here first uh yeah, with a schedule I think that would probably be best to fit. So we're ending this part with the Shika results. So we'll start off with Saturday. Uh where they are storming the castle in South Windsor, Connecticut. Uh which opened with a Masses and Worker Amp beating Lost Ice Creams when Worker Amp pinned Ice Cream Jr. with a modified GTS. The next match has a magic move, which is the Fisherman Suplex, uh, where the Duke Joint beats Argus with the greetings from Memphis. So Duke Joint did actually go for the magic move, but Kevin Condren stopped him, which of course was meant massive heat on uh, Condren and Ju- Duke. So Argus hit it instead. <laughs> but then the Misfits cause a distraction... Allowing, uh, uh, yeah, so the Argus hit the, uh, the Troll, but then Duke Joint hits the Greetings on Memphis to actually get the win. Uh, the Arcane Horde beat the Snake Pit, with the Bateri hitting a pair of classic finishes on, uh, Ophidian. Dash's Dugout beats the Gentleman's Club when Heidi gets the pin in Orange Cassidy. Yaka beats, uh, Noken. After failed interference from Jakob Hamemeyer, cost knock on the match. Uh, Juan Francisco de Coronado beat Silveramp with a low blow into a German suplex. And then the uh, Campeonato de has on the line. Uh, Devastation Corporation retaining against Princess Kimberly and Gervais Cottonbelly by two falls to one. Uh, Devastation Corporation getting the f- the first fall. Uh, Kimberly pinned Blaster McMassive with the Alligator... what well, is it says pinned Blaster with the Alligator Clutch. Is that possible? Or is that... M- yeah, it's possible. I thought Alligator Clutch was a submission. Uh,
3: no, it's... It's, uh, it's a pin, pretty
0: much. Okay. So, Kimberly leveled it up, but then it was the Deathblow and Gervais, uh giving the second fall to the devastating corporation or their second fall anyway, and, uh, retaining the belts. And then I guess, because I don't think this was advertised. Apparently this is a thing now. Everybody, everybody up to the UK tour got screwed because apparently the in thing now is to do a bloody, uh, encore. So the UK fans got screwed because they didn't get on I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, it was a six-way which saw Shenron be victorious over Frightmare, the Boar, Fire Ant, Oleg and Missile Assault Ant after Shenron hit a 6.30 from the second rope onto Missile Assault Ant. Uh, Then Sunday we had the Immaculate Election at Fet Music in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Amasis beat Frightmare with a 450 splash so therefore has three points so uh, we might be seeing Amasis versus Hallowicked uh, very soon uh, Soldier Ant and Jakob Hammermeyer beat Icarus and Heidi Lovelace with Soldierant getting the pin on Icarus after a giant chokeslam then we had a four corner elimination match <clears throat> and it was uh the BDK of Knockin and Pinky Sanchez going on top uh, so the Batiri were, oh, sorry, the United Nations were first to get eliminated after Kodama pinned uh, JFC with a German suplex counter into a victory roll. Then Knocken uh, hit a choke slam on Yaka to eliminate the Wrecking Crew, and then the BDK pinned the Batiri to win the match after a moon top from Pinky Sanchez. Uh, Then uh, we had the Snake Pit of Ophidian, Kingston, Shenron and Argus beat Crown and Court uh, when Shenron pinned Ice Cream Jr. Then we had another Magic Move match with a Triangle Choke. I don't know whether it happened. All I do know is that uh, Blaster McMassive beat Silver Ant with two Power Bombs. I I guess during this uh, Missile Assault Ant came out or something. And uh in the next thing, Kevin Condren managed to convince missile assault ant to unmasked, which he did so and then walked away in disgust after unmasking himself. So crazy stuff going on there. Also, what did happen to Orbit Adventure Ant and Arctic Rescue Ant? Who knows? Uh, and uh Chuck Taylor drew Gulak on the Swamp Monster, beat the Battle Hive when Chucky T got the pin after an awful waffle, and then uh, Halliwaker beat Dasher Hatfield to retain the Grand Championship with the Shikara Special. So by the looks of it, as it stands, possibly because I never heard anything otherwise, or at least the stuff, the, the bits that I know because they announced it on the Journey and Shikara show. Currently top of the tables with seven points is the Wrecking Crew. On five points are three teams, Dash's Dugout, the Snake Pit, and Nightmare Warriors, and on four points are the Battle Hive. I'm not sure what's going on with the rest of them, because with the way some of those matches are listed, you know, they could be on 17 points. I don't know. Either way, uh that's it for this part when we come back uh, we've got more results to go through we've got Beyond Wrestling shows and uh, Ring of Honor and PWG and then we've got uh, previews for what's coming up this weekend not too much but uh, some pretty interesting matches look to be set up for a few promotions certainly so we'll take a quick break and we'll see you in a few minutes
1: Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network. Mindwipe here. Now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US a day. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood, Green Sphere, Lights of Dragons, and many, many more. Green Sphere available at mywifestudios.info. If you trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love. The Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster. As we relive our childhood hero from the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid 80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order. And then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network, Brother. <laughs> and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mind exclusively on the S.N.S. Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network.
0: Yeah. This is going to be fun.
1: Are you a fan of the SNS Radio Network? Want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network? Well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore jj sex a one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network
0: I'm part of this week's whole indie show with Sandra and Ashley and uh, Beyond Wrestling stuff now in terms of results well, I say results in terms of the secret show um, I can tell you what matches that, they were, that happened but I have no info as to what the results are because I might as well tell you the matches because we didn't know them because the idea is it's a secret show and you're not supposed to know so uh, we had an AIW Tag Team title match with Colin Delaney and Cheech defending against the Hoods. Uh, Anthony Stone versus Connor Claxton. Rex Lawless versus Frankie Arrayan. Uh, Johnny Cockstrong versus Francis Kip Stevens. Team Pazuzu of Dickinson and Sanchez versus the Canam Connection of uh, Cam Z- Zagami and Anthony Green. Ricky Shane Page defending the Absolute title against Ace Romero. Davey Vega defending the AIW Intense title against Xavier Bell. Uh, Gary J versus Joey Janella, Box Belmar, Belmar versus Sugar D, I guess. Or Suge. was it? Sugay? is it? I guess how it's pronounced now. As in that rapper that supposedly killed people. Was it Suga? S U G E? Suga? But yeah, apparently by of it, it was Dunkerton versus Bucks Belmar. That's going to be weird. I'm guessing that's Dunkerton. Just because of the name. Uh, Tabernacle team took on milk chocolate. And the main event was A.R. Fox versus Travis Flip Gordon. So uh, the main American Rana stuff, we can go through results here. Uh, the first one was, and this is already up for free on uh, social media and everything, and it's pretty historic in itself anyway, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Dynamite Danny Cannon. The key thing to note about that is Danny Cannon was retired and literally came out of retirement for this one match. That's pretty good. And it's a pretty good match. They've done a pretty good taster for making people want to pay the twelve fifty for the raw footage. So I'm mumming and ahhing about whether I want to.
3: Well, uh, that match is up for free on their Beyond
0: YouTube channel. But the, from what I from what I saw, there were twelve matches on this card. So you're getting your money's worth. Uh, so we have The Kingdom with Maria beating Biff Busick and Drew Gulak when Taven rolled up uh, Gulak. In a four-way tag team match, uh, the Garden State Gods beat The Hoods, The Symbiote and Anthony Stone and Nicholas Kay. Uh Apparently during the match, Davey Vega did a top rope Rana to the floor and needed stitches afterwards. Uh, David Starr beat Johnny Gugano with the Gugano Escape after getting punched with a foreign object. Wow, that's a thing. Um, the Beaver Boys beat Brian Myers and Ryan Galleon. The Beaver Boys pinning Myers. Uh beat uh, Stockade in a casket match after a cinder block to the head. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams beat AR Fox via submission. Uh, Dan Barry announces that Bill Carr broke his foot in receiver at the PWG show, which we'll get to later. So... Uh his backup comes in being obviously Dick Justice. Uh they take on the best friends and the best friends of Trent and Chucky T win. Uh Donovan Dijak beats Brian Fury. Uh in the Atomicos match uh, it was Team Pazuzu, the the t- the team of Sanchez Ortiz, Drastic Yakka and Dickinson defeating the hit squad of Mafia Monster Mac, uh Nick Gay Shenron and the Mystery Partner, as I correctly predicted. Good old Eddie Kingston. <laughs> uh, we also had Kimberly beating Hayudi Lovelace with a top rope powerbomb. And then a year in the making, uh, Death by Elbow beat the Young Bucks. Uh, they have announced that uh, their next show will be... Uh, let me have a quick look at the notes. Their next show will be coming up August the 30th. I can't remember what that show's called but then i believe the next show which is september the 27th is taking place at the boston armory i think they're heading out of FET music for the first time in quite a while if it, well hang on has, has beyond been it has every beyond show been at Fet music so far
3: Well, when they first started they were just doing shows in the New England area in different places.
0: True, but uh yeah, so they're, they're having a big show at the armory, uh I think I think it's the show in September that's at the armory. Hmm. From what I remember. But yeah, so a couple of good shows coming over the next few uh the next few months. So uh, now we come to Ring of Honor, and we'll start off with the Death Before Dishonor I pay-per-view. I did manage to catch this, so we'll give uh, a few of my thoughts on the stuff. Uh, One thing to note about the entire thing, the stream quality was incredible. Uh, Considering all the problems that Ring of Honor have had with streams before, there weren't any issues. It ran smooth from start to finish. So, at least they've got that sorted out. Uh, the opening match was Silas Young versus Will Ferreira, uh, which was a pretty good match, pretty good opener. Uh, Silas Young getting the win with the misery spinning TKO. Uh, I guess for some reason the boys, you know, Dalton Castle's boys, came into the ring and tried to humiliate Young after his win. They sort of did. And even posed with Will Ferreira, so... Oh, that's a thing. Uh Then we had Prince Nana join commentary. Because it was Moose versus Cedric Alexander. And this was a pretty good match in itself. You know, uh considering how against Moose I was at the start, he's really grown into somebody that's been pretty good. And thanks a referee distraction uh Cedric Alexander used a wrench to uh lay out moose and get the win so and uh Prince Nana then uh went to check on Stokeley and moose, so I don't know whether that means moose has got two managers again, if so, oh God, not again uh then we had. Sort of your filler match, I guess, with the Briscoes versus Rapongi Vice. Which was, and you know, it was basically just two teams that were over at the crowd basically going at it. There wasn't really any sort of story. Uh, Jay hit the Jay driller on Trent, followed by a froggy bow from Mark, uh, which gave the Briscoes the win. Uh, then Adam Cole versus Dalton Castle, which was a bloody good match. <laughs> um, just sort of tomfoolery between the two. Adam Cole doing the Dalton Castle sort of poses and everything. Dalton Castle with an absolutely crazy ring attire. Uh, Adam Cole got the win, uh, with a vertical neck breaker. Not his usual finish, so that's interesting. It seems to be changing about. Also, they did shake hands afterwards, so it looks as if Adam Cole is more and more looking not like a Kingdom member. Uh, Then we had a... Well, before the next match, BJ Whitmer came out and said that he had ACL surgery a few weeks back, so therefore... He's going to be doing commentary with uh, Kelly and Steve Carino, which of course probably means final battle, Steve Carino versus BJ Whitmer. So the match itself, an ODQ match with Adam Page and ACH. Uh, This was a really good match, and it got even crazier at the end because it was Adam Page getting the win, because he hit the rite of passage on ACH through the ringside table at the outside. And then uh, I think eight, either ACH or Paige both got rolled in by Colby Carino, and uh, Paige got the win. There was some sort of shenanigans because I think Colby did get on the apron, and uh, Paige used the crutch on ACH, but uh, in terms of the finish, there wasn't really that much shenanigans other than Colby sort of throwing both guys in to get the victory done and everything. Then the four-corner survival match for the tag titles. Addiction, Kingdom War Machine and Red Dragon. Uh, Adam Cole was on commentary for this and kept saying how he wasn't even brought in on terms of planning in terms of what kingdom are going to do tonight and they really it really did all four teams looked strong nobody looked really weak or anything which was i guess the right thing to do uh but eventually it was celebrity rehab that gave the win for the addiction and retaining the belt with kazarian pinning bobby fish and then we come to the main event Jay for defending the world title against Roderick Strong. Wow. It's, it rarely happens. But. Lethal and Strong went to a 60 minute time limit draw. And this was. A bloody great match. Despite all the shenanigans with. Uh, Diesel and DiJack getting involved. It just and it wasn't like truly sort of slow pace from the start. It was sort of evenly paced. There were obviously some bits when they brought it down a bit because you obviously can't go at full pelt for an hour. But yeah, you know, it went to the time limit draw. Please tell me this is happening again at some point because apparently the match was so good that Roderick Strong's re-signed with Ring of Honor. A lot of people were sort of are saying, does that mean he's not going to be PW in PWG anymore? From what I can tell, Strong's got a separate deal to the rest of them. You know, it's not like a contract thing. It's more of sort of an open contract. Because S- Strong was signed with Ring of Honor anyway, wasn't he? For the last year, uh,
3: the last year, no. But before that, he was signed exclusively.
0: Okay, so that's now making me wonder whether Strong's now dropping the title to somebody. I don't
3: know. Well, have to find out, I know he says that uh, you know, I'm not going to say exclusively, but that's. You know, maybe it's just trying to make the fans believe that it's not true. But I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I maybe. mean, I would hate—I would hate to see that if it was exclusive just for Ring of Honor, because then that would throw a complete monkey wrench in PWG, because they just did Mount Rushmore took in on.
0: Sure, that'd be a shame you know, if Mount Rushmore gets destroyed again. But. uh... For the 20 bucks that it was live, it was probably more entertaining than, I don't know, a 40 or 50 buck WWE pay per view, or even to some extent a UFC show, even though I am stoked, you know, for Ronda Rousey this weekend and whatever. But, uh, I won't be seeing, you know, I, I don't have to pay for it because I get it free via, uh, my, uh, my UK provider, which is actually good. Thank God for that. Uh, so the TV tapings, there are a few spoilers here in terms of stuff. Um, uh, in the dark match, Mandy Leon beat Deonna Perazzo after a top rope moonsault. Uh, Nigel then announces that Strong and Lethal will be having a rematch as part of the Philly tapings by the looks of it on August the 21st. And the winner of that match will defend the belt against Kylo O'Reilly in San Antonio at the All-Star Weekend in September. So, episode one saw ACH beat Takagi Watanabe with a 450 splash. Uh, The War Machine beat the House of Truth of Diesel and Dijack after the fallout on Diesel. Uh, Hanson and Lethal, who were on commentary... Oh, sorry, yeah. Lethal was on commentary for this match, and Hanson and Lethal argued afterwards. Adam Page beat Tim Hughes... Uh BJ Whitman then cut a promo and asked Paige if he's ready to make a statement. Paige calls out Jay Briscoe. But uh so yeah, Briscoe doesn't come out, but BJ then gets into it with uh Steve Carino at Ringside. And the main event for this one saw the kingdom, beat Red Dragon when Taven pins fish after a spike pole driver. Uh there was a beatdown on Red Dragon afterwards, but Adam Cole made the save and uh, O'Reilly and Cole shake hands. Episode 2 sees Dalton Castle beat Silas Young after Young was distracted by the fanboys on the ring apron. Kevin Kelly then interviewed Bobby Fish at ringside. Uh, Jay Lethal came out and they had an argument over the TV title. Uh, Moose beat Wilfredo with a spear, and the Young Bucks beat Roppongi Vice with more bang for your buck. Uh, the Addiction then ran in and attacked the Young Bucks after the Bell. Then in a Future of Honor internet exclusive match apparently, which I guess was part of the episode 3 recordings even though it wasn't, uh, the Nuclear Casserole beat punishing Martinez and QT Marshall after a 6.30 from the top rope. Then the Briscoes beat the Bloodbound Warriors with the decade cutting a promo afterwards. Uh, Roderick Strong beat Donovan Dijak Strong was immediately attacked by Lethal in the House of Truth afterwards, and the war machine made the save. And the main event saw the addiction beat Future Shock. Yeah, they're back together. uh, Of Cole and O'Reilly to uh, retain the belts. The Kingdom came out to distract Future Shock, and Adam Cole fought them to the back. And the Young Bucks and Bobby Fish then came to save O'Reilly and Clean House. Uh, And then episode four, final tapings for this time, uh, Jay Briscoe beat Adam Page via DQ when Whitmer and Cari- Colby Carino attacked Jay with Adam with Mark Briscoe making the save. Caprice Coleman beat Cedric Alexander with Ada Scott. Uh, Cedric tried to use a wrench, but Moose stopped him. But then after the match, Prince Nana handed Coleman an envelope. Oh, please don't tell me it's manager and wrestler versus manager and wrestler and manager and wrestler. Oh. God, uh, cheeseburger beat Bob Evans via count out and in the main event Jay Lever will retain the TV title beating Hanson to retain oh. some of the stuff looks good there and then the whole who's managing who in the moose Coleman Alexander thing who knows and then finally in results PWG's tremendous four from last from last Friday. Worth noting, because <laughs> this is big. Uh, Dave Meltzer was there. William Regal was there. Conan was there. Seth Rollins was there. Practically everybody you could think of was there. I mean, mainly Rollins and Regal and one of the other NXT uh, scout people were there because WWE had a set of shows in Cali. I think, was it the following night that they were at the Staples Center, I think? Yes. So, yeah, you know, they were there anyway. They're going back there anyway this weekend, but obviously, you know, PWG isn't happening this weekend. It happened last weekend, damn it. Uh, but, yeah, you can pre-order this now, and from what I can tell, pretty good card. Uh, we had Team Tremendous beat Candace and Joey via a Doomsday Slice Bread. Brian Cage beat Johnny Gagano with a Weapon X. Andrew Everett victorious over Rich Swan with a Shooting Star Press. Trevor Lee defeated Tommaso Ciampa with a small package driver. Speedball Mike Bailey victorious over Chris Hero with a Cradle. Uh, then we had uh, Ricochet beat Akira Tozawa. With a reverse suplex Mishinoku driver. Which then saw the craziness happen. <clears throat> uh, super Dragon comes out. And hits a Psycho driver and Ricochet. Uh, Candice, Joey and Gagano then come out. Cue the young bucks with Super Dragon masks. <laughs> that image is a great image. Everybody gets super kicked. From the uh, the faces. Curb stomp to Candice. Bailey comes out. Super Dragon takes him out. The crowd chants for Biff, not realizing, of course, that Biff is still recovering from that injury he sustained. Oh, when was it?
3: A couple of weeks back.
0: Yeah, because it, it forced him out of that evolve match, where he probably could have got the title or whatever. Uh, Tazawa then started brawling with Dragon. Uh, double super kicks on Zara by the Bucks, beat down by everyone. Then Angelico and Evans come out to make the save, and your title match, your tag team title match closes. Sorry, not, yeah, closes the show, I guess. Well, yeah, it makes sense because obviously, <laughs> Rodrick Strong couldn't be there because he was busy at Ring of Honor. Uh, and the Young Bucks retain, beating Angelico and Jack Evans with a more bang for your buck on uh, Jack Evans
3: yeah it sounds like a great show as always and uh, I was glad to hear that uh, uh, the current WWE champ uh, Kevin Owens and William Regal were there you know watching the show and uh, you know it makes you wonder who, uh, who Regal is possibly scouting for a possible trial.
0: Depending on what happens with uh, Lucha Underground that finished, uh, Ricochet might be getting a second chance, just as long as Jamie Noble keeps his mouth shut.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, Bill DeMott's not there, so I'm pretty sure there's a very good chance he, he might get. Because <laughs> he was the guy so, that. Pigano was...
0: could be in with a shout. Uh. Trevor Lee could be in with a shout.
3: Oh yeah, definitely Charlie. He's the one that. I
0: don't want to say Candice, but I'd sort of love it. No, But also hate it. The (laughs) irony, though, would be Team Tremendous.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, Bill Carr was not developmental
0: when it was FCW. That's the irony. That's the irony bit. Can go back in. I mean I mean who
3: knows? Maybe Rico probably talk to the Bucks. I mean I mean I know the Bucks had said that they don't want to be you know hold down the contract, you know, they wanna be free agents or whatever, but I mean Yeah I if
0: they're gonna get a shit ton of money from WWE, they're probably gonna don't mind it then. <laughs> I don't know. Unless they were scouting to Zawa. Uh, the, possi- the possibilities <laughs> are endless, so... scouting Chris Hero. Yeah, keep going with that, yeah. Chris Hero, the scouting. Bill Carr. Um. <laughs> well, the possibilities are endless, so... I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, so, yeah, that's the results done. Uh, in terms of previews, not too many shows, but uh, some good matches on some of these, so... Uh, We'll leave the G1 stuff till last. Uh, we'll go to the, uh, the US stuff first. Starting off with, uh, Northeast Wrestling, NEW, having, uh, another of their Wrestling Under the Stars shows. Wrestling Under the Stars 4 at the Dutchess Stadium in, uh, Fishkill, New York this Saturday at 7 p.m. Tickets range from, like, the really cheap seats are $20. The, I don't think it's, I think it's fifth row f- 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 onwards. 'Cause I think the first few rows are sold out already. Uh tickets are about seventy five dollars for those seats. If you remember last year's Wrestling Under the Stars did have Jerry Lawler versus Kevin Steen. And this was before or was this before around the same time that the murmurs were going around? that or or no had they announced that they'd signed him then? Uh, I think it was... Uh, the deal was almost done. Yeah. It was in or around the, the time, anyway. So, uh, for this card... Uh, well, there's actually... There's going to be special appearances from Ric Flair, Larry Zbysko, Lanny Poffer, and Matt Hardy. And then, in terms of wrestling stuff, uh, matches confirmed so far. We've got a six-man tag with Randy Shawn, Big Ang, and... Joe Asanio taking on Manscout Jake Manning, Daniel Evans and Mike Gallagher. Mandy Leon versus Mickey James. Mike Webb will be taking on Bandido Jr. Brian Anthony, the army of one, as he's self-proclaimed, faces Ron Zombie. Die Jack possibly has the biggest match of his career, arguably, because he's taking on some bloke called Samoa Joe. Uh Matt Taven defends the NEW Championship against Hansen. And for the first time ever, the Young Bucks face Rey Mysterio Jr. and Alberto El Platron. The following day, <clears throat> uh I guess the Wrestling Under the Stars tour continues. As they will be heading to Lalaka Park, uh, home of the Lowell Spinners in Lowell, Massachusetts. Apparently, it's a Class A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, there is a meet and greet, an autograph session uh, with Mysterio Flair, Patron, uh, Jet, Mickey James. Uh, and Matt Hardy and all the stars from 2 till 5. The bell time for the show itself is at 5. I'm not sure the ticket prices, but uh, again, we've got some good matches here. Uh, Along with an appearance from Mick Foley, Uh, there'll be an eight-man tag as the Stamos Syndicate and Manscout Jake Manning take on Team Friendship and the Can-Am Connection. Jack faces Jimmy Preston. Mike Webb defends the Chaotic Wrestling Championship against Chase Del Monte. Brian Anthony versus Caleb Conley. Alexis Naveya taking on Mickey James. Uh the Warbeard that is Hansen versus Samoa Joe. So I guess that's Ring of Honor. That's the last Ring of Honor match you'll be seeing Samoa Joe in. Technically. Uh, the Kingdom of Taven and Bennett face the Young Bucks. Because that match probably won't get old. And then a triple threat with Alberto Alpatron, Patron, Rey Mysterio, and Matt Hardy. It's an interesting mix, I will say. Uh, next, uh, it's, we're going to touch on uh, New York Wrestling Connection, NYWC. Having their show in Deer Park, New York. Uh, entitled Trust No One. Uh, only a few matches announced for this so far uh, as of recording. Uh, we've got Tony Mameluke versus Tyler Murphy. An intergender tag team match with uh, Araya Cadenza, Brittany Savage Neal, Eddie McQueen, and Rick Cataldo taking on Brooke Danielle, Chrissy Rivera, Sammy Pickles, and Willow Nightingale. Milk Chocolate defend the NYWC tag belts against Full Wallace and Lawless. There's going to be a Cuffed and Cage match with the A-Listers taking on uh, Indestructible Joe Attale, Man of Steel, Mike Verner, Talon, and Ian Oldwin. And then for the NYWC Championship, Stock a will be defending the belt against Drew Gulak. Uh, Dreamwave Wrestling. We'll be having their next show, Adversity, this Saturday, on August the 1st, because that's Saturday. Don't know why I said that. Have a night to the Columbus Hall in La Illinois. Uh, the doors open at 5 to 6 for season ticket holders. Uh, 6 o'clock for VIP meet and greet front row ticket holders. 6.30 for general admission and the bell time is 7. Uh, general admission tickets are only $15.00. Which is, uh, pretty good price, I will say. Only a few matches confirmed for this so far as well. Uh, there will be appearances from, there will be an appearance from Kevin Nash on the show. And I'm guessing that the hooligans and the world's cutest tag team will be in action. It's just, uh, don't really know who it is at the minute. Uh, so the matches signed so far. We've got Stephen Wolf taking on Chris Castro. Nick Brubaker facing Brian Cage. Uh, there's going to be a fatal four-way for the alternative title as A.R. Fox takes on Lince Dorado, Shenron and Rich Swan. So that could be a crazy-ass match. Dear God. Uh, Zero Gravity defend the tag belts against Matt Cage and Christian Rose. And Rocket's Roquette's uh, first defense of the Dreamwave title comes against this the uh the man that is Tommaso jumper so uh pretty tasty there uh now we'll go to G1 climax stuff uh so uh day 8 is the next one that we've got to cover uh which is this saturday in, in osaka as ever, all these G1 shows are on the New Japan World live and on Archive and whatever. Uh, so on day eight, uh, we've got uh, Block B matches with Kojima versus Yujiro, Nagata versus Anderson, Honma versus Elgin. I guess that's the, that's the one. If Honma's going to win a match for the first time in... 13 months it might be there sandra <laughs> we'll
3: see
0: we'll see uh, nakamura versus ishi and goto versus akada and i you know i'm guessing nakamura might have taken the whole week off because he wants to be in good form against Ishii. cuz that's got the possibility of possibly being one of the matches of the whole tournament itself. So, uh, hopefully that does happen. Uh, Sunday, uh, day nine from Aichi. Uh, This time we go to block A, and it's going to be Ibushi versus Tenzan, Shibata versus Fale, AJ Styles versus Doc Gallows, uh, Makabe versus Naito, and Tanahashi versus Toriyano. Let's just hope Naito wins because Silver Scroll. Um, <laughs> uh, day 10, uh, on Tuesday, uh, in Sendai, uh, block B this time again, uh, comprising of Elgin versus Yajiro, Kojima versus Honma, Nagata versus Ishii, Okada versus Anderson, which could be a good match, and, uh, Goto versus Nakamura. And then finally, before uh, we get round into the cycle again, uh, next Wednesday is day 11 in Iwate. And uh, for the block A matches for this one, we've got Fale versus Tenzan, Yano versus Shibata, Tanahashi versus Gallows, uh, Makabe versus Styles, and Ibushi versus Naito. For those last two are probably uh, the strongest from the, the, the two days of block A matches that we've got. Arguably abushi Naito could be pretty crazy, and was it a j and McCarvey that had what some people thought was match of the year outright last year, I think,
3: yeah, I think
0: so, so they gotta live up to the hype love to see so uh with that uh that is your lot. For this week. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of shows happening this week. But that's mainly because. Everybody's having their show in New York. Practically next month. Um, I, I, I don't think we've looked. Have we Sandro. But I think there's. I mean technically. Because this. Uh, NYWC show is happening. Saturday. Technically I think there is a show. Happening every week. From what I can tell, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so that being said, uh, that's all from us for this week. Check out all the other shows in my network. Uh, a new unplug just got put up uh, late last week, or uh, with it, or in this past week, I should say. Uh, you've also got uh, League Wars podcast, sticks and flicks. Um be on the bell, um, all the others that I can't remember, because I'm tired, <laughs> good old me, don't worry guys, I just had to get my sleep patterns in order, because I need to make sure I'm getting up at the right time for the Mission Impossible movie opening uh, on the Thursday, because we're getting it a day early, because of reasons, I don't know, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, Sandra will give you all the details.
3: Find us on Facebook. Search for the whole indie show. Like us over there. Find us on Twitter at TWIS underscore podcast. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, find out the archives and RSS feeds over
0: at SNSRadioNetwork.com So next week, I'm trying to think. Uh... Hang on. I don't know why I'm thinking. I've actually got a list of them on my notes because I always keep it there. I think... Is, is there a different... Is there another NYWC show next week? I, I don't know. Is it, is it a different NYWC? <laughs> uh, I guess the big one next week could be... Well, we got CZW. Um, we got the Triple Mania show. Uh... Yeah, those are the two that stand out for next week from what I can see from my notes. So, uh, certainly that triple mania card looking more and more interesting as it, uh, comes along in terms of info. So we'll have to see what comes out of that and what gets added ahead of next week. Uh, song of the night for this week, uh, because it's being used in some TV soap drama commercial thing. And also because I've been watching too much Breaking Bad over the last week, it's Danger Mouse and Danielle Loopy with Nora Jones singing "Black," yeah, that song from the end of season four. Cause you know it's an awesome track. I know we used it like nine months ago for when Shine happened, but this is what we're getting to, people. Nothing else is happening in wrestling for it to be for me to get these themed at the end. That being said, this was Ashley. That was Sandro. That has been your weekly slice, weekly Le- slice, weekly slice. Could be a slice as well of indie goodness. I could change it up completely. That was your weekly splice. That was your weekly. Yeah, I'm rambling. Have a good week, everybody.
2: Touched the walls of the city streets and didn't explain, sadly showed us our ways, I've never asked him why, cast down it was heaven sent and to the church no intent to repent on my knees.